from a two-car garage minutes away from scenic Hawaiian Gardens in California, it's Far Out, starring Todd Perry, John Sowen, and Buck Perez. And now, it's time to get Far Out! Hello everybody and welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry and to the right of me is Buck Perez. Todd, how are we doing? Doing just fine, sir. And to my other right is uh, the announcer of the show, guy who's uh, helped us out all along the way since just about day one. Whether you heard him on the show or not, Elliot Dagan. Still yes. waiting for those royalties. Yes. The Ryan Seacrest of our show, as I like to call it. Yes, yes. The, no, 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 no. Even better, the Brian Dunkelman. There you go. Of the Far Out Podcast. Elliot, can he I get looks, a look? He looks very offended <laughs> that one. He looks kind of pissed. Well, no, Dunkelman actually came out later and like dissed everybody on the show and said it was all fake and... He was the bitter, yes, the bitter Dunkelman. Mm. Well, jeez, uh, the tasting room with Todd. Mm. Yes. Oh yeah, we're, we're having some whiskey with today's show. Not good on ice. Very cheap whiskey. Very so, cheap. Uh, uh, to get on with it, uh, basically, what what we've decided to do here is one member of the show, uh, myself, is getting married in uh, just about three weeks. So that's going to preclude us from doing any shows for a couple of weeks. And then um, one of us also is going on his honeymoon uh, to an undisclosed location in I, Central why America. Are you guys looking at me. I think it's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was, I was confused by that, Todd. You said one was getting married and then the other one was going on his honeymoon. So I looked at Elliot. No? No. No, no one's alone. Not going? No. no. All right. Both of them is me. So uh, I'm going to be. I'm going to be out of town, out of country. Uh, I've got people flying in from all over the goddamn world who are friends and all this stuff staying with us. And uh, basically, I'm, I'm entering the final lap of a world of pain. Um, it's like I'm on the uh, 26th lap. Or, oh, my God. This whiskey is terrible. Yeah, you, you picked uh, one of the cheapest that I know of. It looked like a Boone's of whiskey. Yeah, what was it called? It, it was, was called, like Evan Boone. Yeah, it was called Boone. And, and it has like a, the fake nice label yeah, to confuse you. <laughs> like Kind of like a nice Jack Daniels type label yeah, yeah, with a little red thrown in. That's, yeah. that's the only difference, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, kinda, it's not good for the throat here. But um, So I'm, j- I'm just coming to the end of this. So we've decided the best thing to do is just to take a couple weeks off from the show. We'll uh, call this a nice peak. A nice end of the first chapter of the world of the Far Out podcast and uh, give you guys, uh, some of you guys, a, a chance to catch up with the show and listen to everything and for some of you a break from having to hear our asses. So, figure this was a nice spot. I mean, we hit 50 shows, so I don't know if it's like we need to go run a lap and think we're special. Um, yeah, it, is, it is a milestone. There is no cake. There is beer. You know, we have yeah. beer and cheap whiskey. Cheap beer and cheap whiskey. That's basically what we got. There's no, you know, no frills, but I, I like the idea, you know. Not not much more different than a regular <laughs> night. So uh, here we are. Plus, we're all really starting to get on each other. I mean, that's why we have to keep having co-host after co-host is because I usually have a problem with who's sitting there. Uh, well, it's been um, a well-kept <laughs> secret on the show that Buck has uh, off mic had screaming matches with very, some of the people in here. Very bad confrontations, because I'm a very confrontational person. And if, if, you don't, if I don't like you, you'll hear about it. Uh, anybody in general that you really hated the most uh, during the show? Uh, Albright, Hannah, whatever the fuck. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. Um, what's his name? Adam Allen. Allen. Adam Albright, Alan. Hannah. You got to get it right. I don't, no. I said Albright a long time, but you know what? When I said that, <sighs> yeah, I, I was misinformed. Yeah. 
But now that I know the guy, I give him the respect that's due right, because well. he writes for The Onion, and I'm going to do that. Yes, well, I know you, you want to write for The Onion, you want to get with Mr. Halbreich or whatever, no, no, but no. There's, there's kind of a man crush there. Uh, well, Elegant? Can you, can you testify, Elliot? Here's what I, I don't understand. You say before you got to know him, weren't you the one who brought him on the show? Right. Yeah, I mean, I brought him on the show because he's a friend of ours. He's a friend of uh, my fiance's. Uh, you know, she went to school with him, uh, him and Brian Bishop, and then you know they, they were friends together in school. So I brought him on the show as a favor to him, not because I want to get anything from him or get involved in the business he's in or anything. Kind of like Oscar, I think it's kind of a man crush, or Todd subconsciously might have a man crush. Maybe I don't know. I don't understand. Just what you say Adam and me are just friends anyway The fact I made a pass was just a rumor I only like Adam for his sense of humor Todd, don't take me as a fool I'm not When he was on the mic You played pocket it was only crabs. Every time he made a joke, you'd laugh way too loud. You're trying to fit in with that onion crowd. You got me all wrong with these allegations. I never felt any sexual temptation. Now come home, book. You'll miss my charade. I've been on the download with Oscar for more than a decade. I didn't know that. So, uh, uh, <clears throat> yes. Moving on. I, I bet you want to move on. Yes. I, I'm, I'm glad we're taking a break after this. I really am. I'm, I'm glad we're going to have a lot of time out of this garage together. Uh, one thing I did want to mention is a little bit later on uh, this week, you can hear me. I'm going to be on the Krista show at hottalkla.com. It's a girl named Krista Garner, a friend of mine who was the call screener for the Frosty, Heidi, and Frank show oh. um, for a long time, and uh, I'm appearing on her show. So look for that next week. Mm-hmm. We're also going to post it, on obviously, on our Facebook page, on the Facebook page, which you can join, and also on my Twitter page at Todd with Wendy. At Todd A. Perry. Anything else you'd like to plug of yours? <laughs> uh, no, that's pretty much what the show's come down to. I figure... Uh, <laughs> Just plugging yourself? The last while. And then uh, li- a little later on in the show, a uh, good friend of the show, Giovanni, uh, from the Geo podcast, Adam Kroll, the number one super fan, is going to be playing clips of his favorite episodes from the first year of the Far Out podcast. So that's pretty exciting. Wow. Impressive. Yeah, so he listens to our show quite... Quite a lot, yes. Yeah, he's handpicked a whole bunch of stuff that he likes. So we're going to get to... I'm kind of... I'm excited to see what he's going to pick from the show, whether he's going to pick, you know, some some clips from the earlier John days or some of the clips when Elliot's been the guest host or um, some of the weird shows in the middle where we didn't know what we were doing. We are just kind of drunk or... Um, now, uh, I noticed some things. I think you posted up on Facebook and one of those things. What should we do for our 50th show? Yes? This show? And someone said, maybe bring back John Salwin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was I'm looking right at Elliot when I say that. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't do anything about that. I'm yeah, exactly. sorry. So, any luck with that? Did we try and get a hold of Mr. Salwin? Because it is 50. It is the golden. 
Yeah, I, you know, I thought about that. I thought that might be cool, but uh, it, I don't know. I just figured, well, because we've all stuck around, so let's kind of... Let's sh- move on. Let's are, shake each other's hands. Our mm. people tried to get in touch with his people. We never got a call back. Mm, that's what happened. Yeah, he's a big yes. man out there. The peeps. We love John. No, right? Um, let's see here. So, uh, pressing on, what I want to talk about was I had a bachelor party last weekend, and myself... Buck, uh, Oscar, who's been on the show, um, my buddy Drunk C, we've talked about many times. I talked about lots of times on the old show, uh, and some other friends. Uh, we all went down to San Diego, and Elliot unfortunately could not make it because he was working. Working, he's a working man. Yeah, taking what they're giving because he's working for a living. So, uh, Buck, <laughs> Buck, how, how would you rate your time stuck in uh, in San Diego? It, with a- it wasn't a bad twenty four hours. I think if we really wanted to do it right. You know, we should have just stayed out all night, the, not even bothered with with the hotel room, because most of the time, um, not too many people got too much sleep because of one person in particular. I'm not I'm not naming out anyone, but it was a man named Drunk C. Yeah. So uh, our good buddy Drunk C, who uh, is a, a Hawaiian gentleman, and uh, he's not tiny. I wouldn't say Drunk C is a tiny man. He's uh, he's kind of he's he's a stocky fellow. Yes. Who who would wear flip flops to a funeral? <laughs> That's the kind of guy where I think every guy knows that everybody has the friend who would wear flip flops to a funeral. I'm not really telling tales out of school. I think you'd agree. Yeah, and shorts. Yeah, definitely black shorts. Twenty four seven. A Hawaiian shirt. Uh, <laughs> Dickies. Um, was it Buck? Was it you that said, uh, "Is there a pool at this party?" I bought my Dickies shorts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically the only shorts I got. Uh, Dicky shorts, yes. I'm not a very good short person. No, I'm a pants man. Now, as as a man who is uh, uh, partially Hispanic, yes. I understand that <laughs> as your culture, it has nothing to do with that. I'm not Luke Diamond Phillips. This isn't stand and deliver or whatever the fuck that one was. I'm not at the beach for the first time, and you know, it's not like that. It says you grew, you grew up literally 15 minutes from the beach, never yeah, seen no, it. No, I'm not a beach person. But it, it says you know, it sends out a message. You know, I'm here. I'm here to party, but you know, I'm not getting in the water. You know, well, no, I think it's not getting in. I think when you're wearing the dickies, it means many things. It means I could go swimming in this. I could attend a funeral. I could be casual. I could be uh, just as dressed up as possible because these dickies are for all occasions. For or I could get some work done. Yep. You know? Yeah. Or get some work done. That's what I'm doing. TCB. That's like, thing here. Buck, I know we're having a good time this elegant evening with your dickies suit. This <laughs> need to make a dickies tuxedo. But uh, we're awesome. going to have to bail some hay later on, so be sure you're wearing the black dickies pant as well. Um, you're not going to funk that up too bad. Yeah, I got I got some shit for my uh, dickies shorts, and I also got some shit uh, for my pro wings. Uh, guys are making fun of my work shoes, which are pretty <laughs> shitty shoes because they're my work shoes. And, uh, but you weren't working when you came out. We, we I were, realized that. Time. We, we were beer tasting. I was on on the clock during that time. Yeah. It was 11 in the morning and we were at a yes. uh, IPA place where they oh. make like nine different kinds of IPAs yeah, and you, good. you drink them in succession. And Drinking serious work to this man. Yes, yeah. I was taking it seriously. I was working it. So the problem was, and you're right, we should have stayed out all night because this gentleman, so there's four people in one room and three people in the other, and I chose to be in the room next to Drunk C. I was sleeping in the bed right next to him, and this motherfucker could snore. Like, I realized this right before we went, you know, to sleep. I was like, oh, shit, I'm in Drunk C's room, and Drunk C drank heavily that night. And as I'm laying in bed, I swear to God, like three minutes after I passed out, because we had been drinking all day. Like we, we went beer tasting, we went to a casino, we had tons of Mexican food, and we went to a strip club. Like it was a heavy night. And so we came back and then had some more Grey Goose. 
And immediately, once my head hits the pillow, I hear this. Like loud, it's like so loud. And so then me and my buddy Steve were sharing a bed and I um, just start laughing. There's nothing you can do. It's like, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and then one dude starts laughing and then Sianna starts like, he rises to the occasion. He's like, <laughs> and then it was like, basically like, it was <laughs> kind of like if Bigfoot minus the telepathy happened to be sleeping in the room next to us. He sounds like an NFL like linebacker who has like sleep apnea. <laughs> you know, it's it's very bad. Like I was in the next room and you know Oscar was on the other side and I thought it was Oscar. Like I thought it was someone in the same room with me. But no, it was a room over. Buck was like, I didn't know diabetic snort. <laughs> I think at one point I I was like, shut up, Oscar. You know, because if you yell at a, a snoring person, they will stop. My question it's was... It's an old wives' tale. Yeah, that's, that's real old <laughs> It kind of works. I, okay, here's the deal. Um, when I'm making the snoring noise on mic right here, like... <laughs> like this, as, as a joke... Oh, what is that? Oh, that's my wife-to-be. This has to be taken. Oh. One second. Hello? This will be in the show. Hello? What? Yeah? Are you in the garage? Yeah, we're recording right now, honey. Me and Buck and uh, Elliot are here. I love you. Bye. Bye. So I'm wondering to myself, I'm like, how the fuck does the guy not wake himself up snoring like that? Like, if I was screaming in my sleep, which, like, sometimes I do. Um, one time my, my fiance in the middle of the night heard me weeping. <laughs> she, she goes, how the hell could this girl stand? <laughs> what the hell is She starts shaking you, me. Right? You scream and you cry in your sleep? Yeah, well, she's just, I don't know. I don't know. She yeah. just started shaking me. And I'm like, what? What? But she goes, what's wrong? I go, I don't know what's wrong. You tell me what's wrong. You woke me up. And she goes, you were crying. You were weeping like a child. And I was like, I don't know. But this guy's like sawing logs. And so what happens is this motherfucker, he sleeps like that all night long. We go to bed at like three. We wake up at like 830. So I get, I fall, every time I hear him get quiet, I go, now I can sleep. But then I get nervous because I'm going to miss my opportunity. It's like when you step up to the urinal, like at the trough, and there's other people peeing. You're like, start peeing. Start peeing. You fuckers, start peeing. Come on. And then you get nervous. And this cycle just keeps going. And then, you, and then also the bad thing was like the hangover starting to kick in because we were drinking all day long. I think the first shot of Jameson was taken somewhere around 930 or something. Yeah. A.M.? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. On the empty stomach, yeah. 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 Siano started the evening, and he finished the evening. <laughs> yes, exactly. He gave me a shot. But uh, one of the parts I'd like to remember with you, Buck, oh, sure. if, if you remember the evening at all, you, you're in good shape. You got really drunk around like 3 p.m. And then I, yeah, I had to take like a shower or something. After I won my $75 at the casino, I was, fit, yeah. I was, on, I was on a high streak. Big win. Big money. Big money. Big that, pimping. Yeah, that pays for a night of drinking almost. I think I spent... No, I think we went to a bar immediately after, and I think I spent like at least 40 on their <laughs> you bought us all. You bought us all drinks. Exactly. <laughs> you were drunk. You didn't know any That's better. how it goes, yeah. That's how it goes. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so we went to the strip club in San Diego, because it's, like, it's my night. It's my bachelor night. You got it. But the only problem was, after that point, we had guys, dudes that were smoking a little weed. Uh, a lot of weed and uh, drinking all day and had gone to two breweries, had gambled and then had the hugest like Mexican dinner in Old Town San Diego possible. And then we're sitting in the club. So it's like 
<laughs> Everybody's kind of maxed out. Like, no, yeah. it's kind of sensory overload. That is like just now, nah, just so just a bunch of dudes just staring at naked chicks. Like, uh, just all I with, didn't like, know. The, I didn't know how long we'd spent there either. Like, I was like, how long have we been here? <laughs> like when we walked like, out, I'm like, what time is it? I don't even know because they we stayed to the last dance or whatever the last. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I was the you last. Were, dance. You were the last dance. Yeah, you right. stayed to the last call, girl. Yeah. No. Hey oh. Uh, yeah, so what happened was they had, um, I saw another guy who was a bachelor. I just got that right now. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Uh, another guy who was a bachelor at the club, and this place was like banging and loud, and they had the world's worst strip club DJ. It was like the character Adam Krola does. Coming up next, it's honey. Honey, get on the dance floor. Oh, can you taste that honey? Oh, so sweet between the legs. Show it off there, honey. No, remember he was taking uh, donations or something or wishing that girl luck because she was getting a... Uh, uh, a breast job oh, the next yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's Jessica Itty Bitty Titty. Itty Bitty Titty, yeah. <laughs> Everyone raise your glass to her. She's getting her tits tomorrow. Yeah. She's going to get new tits tomorrow, everybody. Yeah. So put your glasses together. And, awesome. And then I was like, ugh. Like, <laughs> but the thing was, the strip club DJ, and I guess you kind of have to be this way to be one. There was no sense of irony in his voice whatsoever <laughs> when he's proclaiming all this. It was like, nope. Get up there now, Heather. Let's see some ass. Let's see that asshole, girl. Just show the asshole bend. Pull your asshole cheeks open let's see the butthole like this guy was like no joke and i'm thinking he's taking his ass seriously he does this shit every night and he's on it like he takes his job seriously if he i mean if he doesn't there's somebody else just waiting to take over in the wings like there's some bar back that's like i could do that right (laughs) i could do that and the guy it was no joke i looked at the guy and he had the bad like good charlotte haircut and like some intense goatee like i was watching his shit because i was like i know broadcasting (laughs) <laughs> I, forgot, I used to do a radio show in this town okay? I wasn't even thinking about that shit You were looking for the DJ at the strip club I'd be like hey, what, what, that, what, what were that guy's doing right now uh, 103.7 San Diego oh, used to dork. be treated to my voice Okay, So I was judging this man and I, You know okay. uh, This guy was one day like I'm gonna get on Kixie But anyway so San Diego radio joke sorry yes. So uh Towards the end of the night, I see they call a bachelor up. I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be my fate. And this big, grinny son of a bitch, he looked kind of like Grimace, but with like a big... Right, he looked kind of kind of scared, like, smile. Yeah, just a scared big, dumb smile. look. Yeah. Big, drunk, dumb look on his face. And they pull him up, and they put him in a chair on the middle of the stage, and all the girls get around him. And it's like, oh, yeah. And he, he here's what they said to the man. I couldn't believe it. He was wearing, like, some Hagar slacks. <laughs> and the dude's the like, all right, now don't get it. Don't get a Woody. Don't get a Woody. You're on stage in front of everybody. Don't get a Woody. And then these girls like grinding on him. There's like three girls. And I don't know, like Rip Taylor comes out and starts throwing confetti. <laughs> it was like, awesome. Yeah. And then, then, then something happened. I wish I could. I liked seeing it. But with the way the strip club DJ explained it was horrifying. Yeah. It was like, uh, there's the old saying that these is call bad radio. There's like, oh, that was Radio Hindenburg. <laughs> this was Strip Club Hindenburg. <laughs> this girl, these two girls, they, the guy's sitting in a chair with his hands behind his back. And like his hands behind his back are like gripping the pole, the stripper pole. The girls climb up on him and one gets like her crotch in his face and the other one puts her legs around his neck. So just picture he is the central point of a teeter totter. It's like a pussy seesaw. Got it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And these, stri- 
the strip club DJ goes, all right, now get up for the pussy totter. Like this. And I was like, <laughs> what he called it. oh my God, he just said pussy totter. And the girls start grinding up and down on this guy's face. And I was like, oh shit, that's going to happen to me. I, I, I was hoping it was going to happen, yes. In 10 minutes. I threw, I threw 20 bucks in, so it would happen. Free seafood dinner up there or what? Oh, Todd is going to get <laughs> a, the pussy totter. It's, it's a good way to get pink eye. That's right. <laughs> it's a good way to get pink eye. Stinker. And so about 15 minutes later, I get called. They're like, ladies and gentlemen, it's Todd. And I was like, oh, shit. And they pulled me out there. And then immediately the guy's like, don't get chubbed, don't get a wood, don't get chubbed, don't get a wood. I'm like, oh, shit, what if I get a boner? Yeah. Like, there, there are three. And like this, the girls up there are pretty good looking. There's one girl with some just some crazy balloony novelty breasts, like just oh, the chicken pink, yeah, yeah, just yeah, not she, even like just so fake. It was like she, they they airbrushed them on her, but she was a living being, mm-hmm. you know. Like it was just stupid. It was like low rider car kind of looking chick, and but some of the girls were kind of good looking, and they were just like uh, grinding me, and then they kept giving me this like their move. They didn't give me the pussy totter. Nice. They gave me like the triple Brumsky, I think it was. We're just all, they just started beating me about the face with their breasts. That were, oh, were they slashing you with their titties? No, no, not, no, no, not like you talk about with the nipples on the exactly, last show. No. Yeah. no, and it was just like they put it just, just with my head in between boobs. Nice. And, and that was pleasurable. But I, I smelt like the, the stripper perfume all night while I was listening to Drunk Sea snore. <laughs> yeah, well, I drink to that. I'd drink anything. <laughs> and getting ready for the 50 of the show, I, I, was, I was thinking, oh, well, maybe we should do some kind of recap of everything or tell the story about what happened before the show started and all this really self-indulgent kind of navel-gazing shit. You know, and I was like, oh, some people are into that shit. They want to know the behind-the-scenes stuff. And we usually kind of keep up the fourth wall in the show, I think, pretty well. We don't do a show about doing a show. We do a show where we talk about things. Because there's a lot of podcasts out there that it kind of gets on my nerves that the whole time they talk about doing a show versus actually having a show. Hmm. Like they start arguing with each other or something. Um, but I was thinking, I was like, shit, what to talk about, you know? And then it dawned on me driving home from work today that I was getting married in uh, three weeks. This just came upon him. Yes. <laughs> you just found out. <laughs> yeah, it kind of hit me. And first, I, the funny thing is my immediate reaction to talking about it on the show was I don't want to talk about it because... I'd say probably an overwhelming amount of people uh, that listen to the show are probably are you know I you, you get a feel for just from you know, people join on Facebook or the people you talk to on Twitter or whatever that the average person that listens to the show is probably it's like a twenty five year old dude pretty much that listens to the show. There's some people that are older than us that listen. There's some people younger. There's females. You know the whole thing. And I thought, well, that's not really something most of these people are going through. So, I, you know, I want to, you know, be relatable to the audience. And then it hit me. I, I thought, wow, that's really retarded. Like, you know, this isn't um, like some morning show, you know, we're not like Kevin and Bean or somebody who's like, we're going to pretend like we're 12, right. you know, even though we're 50. And I was like, you know, trying to, on the show, move it to a point to where um, to try to get rid of all the bullshit and do an honest radio show. You got to let the audience know you, Tom. Yeah, I you know. You have to know more about, you know, the goings on. And, <clears throat> you know, the wedding is an important thing. It and, really is. It really and, is. And right now, how are the feet? <laughs> We're warm. 
They're in moccasins. The, war- the feet are, are warm. They are warm. They're very good. They are warm. They're good. They are warm. And so I figured, you know, why, why not just be honest and talk about this shit? Because if people, if people are going through it, not going through it, um, at least you get to, if you're not going through it yet, you hear somebody uh, doing it and how cynical it, it, it is to be like, well, I want to make sure that we tailor our topics towards, you know, that kind of thing. And maybe the new way of thinking about things is just thinking, I'm uh, just going to do a show and be honest. Um, so I was really thinking to myself about making this big step because I mean, in life you have your, your your birth is a big deal, right? Your death is a big deal to everyone but you because you don't experience it. You're here and then you're not here. Um, you have you know college graduation. You have your first kid, second kid. You have your kid with your mistress. You know you the, the, you knocked up the the, the love child, yeah. love child. Yeah. And by the way, uh, if her face is over the sink and you've got her in an upright position, you're waiting for your wife to get home and you just pulled her skirt up. That's not a love child. She can't get pregnant. Oh, I <laughs> no, that's in the pool, Buck. <laughs> Damn. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah. If it's in the pool, <laughs> it's not going to get pregnant. It doesn't get pregnant in the pool. His fatal flaw. Right. Was, I, that, was that like Silence of the Lambs, Schwarzenegger? <laughs> it puts the lotion in the basket. Silence of the Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Come here, Clarice. <laughs> that was a very bad Clarice. Very bad Schwarzenegger. Fafa beans. There you go. <laughs> that's better. That's better. All right. So, you know, there are big events one has in life, you know, the, 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 the death of people. And I was thinking, oh, shit, coming up on getting married and actually committing uh, to this woman in this kind of weird tribalistic, ritualistic uh, transfer of property ceremony from the wait, medieval era. Wait, can I ask a question? Tribalistic? Uh-huh. <laughs> is there going to be a witch doctor or something? What's going on? A shaman will appear. <laughs> Jazz music talking. is going to be played at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be some of that voodoo jazz. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be jazz with two S's for all you nerds out there. Uh, so what, what happens is I was thinking about this and I thought, well, how do I really feel about this? And there were, there were two things that really struck me in my, my, kind of my, my own personal thinking about marriage and, and getting into that. And one thing was uh, there's a movie. This, oh, my God. This is so like lame. Uh, half-ass old hipster of me but uh there's a movie high fidelity that came out well back with john cusack and there's a scene in the movie where lisa bonet no 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 not that scene no it's a blonde chick and she she talks about like she she talks to john cusack and this is this was me for for many years because uh you've never been into anything with both feet in your life and the moment you go into something with both feet in your life you'll actually experience the full breadth and the the, ju- the joy and the, the bouquet of all of it, you know, like, um, you know, you have to really stick your nose into that glass of wine. You know, if you're timid, you're not going to really experience the whole thing. And I thought to myself, well, that's kind of how I feel about relationships and stuff. It's like, if you really just, you know, two feet in, if you really just jump in, you go, fuck it. This is all I'm giving all of me. Then I realized the moment I made that transition in life was the moment which all the benefit and all the beauty and all the sacrifice and all the vulnerability and all that began to mean much more to me. It became a much more valuable experience. And so that was one thing. A- another interesting thing, which was in about uh, 07, I had gotten back with uh, my fiance. Uh, we had a year and a half long breakup. 
dated a crazy bitch. And <laughs> I remember that. Yes. <laughs> oh, that, was was a, that was a fun time. <laughs> I remember that. So, uh, you know, we got back together and there was something, maybe the audience can relate to this, it was like 2007 or whatever, and it was, it was when I was working at the radio station. And uh, it was something that Adam Crowley was saying, actually. And he was talking about his dog, his dog Molly. And he was talking about, you know, we go, go to people's houses and they have that really annoying, snappy dog that's just all up in your business and running around your feet and jumping up and down and making a bunch of noise and just being a general pain in the ass. Right. And how he liked his dog because his dog was nice. He could live with the dog. Right. There was a sense of peace and comfort with the dog. I think dog. Elliot's smiling because the same reason I am. You're... you're you're comparing Sarah to a dog? What is going on? What is going on here? I know. I'm sorry. I deflated the balloon, but I, no, I'm no. just glad she doesn't listen to the show, Todd. Honestly, <laughs> right? That's, that's good. Look at. No, it's not. I, it's a it's a beautiful story. I'm sorry I interrupted. There's a wonderful sentiment behind yes. the whole thing. There, beneath, okay, you get to, okay. Take the dog out. Okay, okay. let's let's talk about something complete. Let's okay. It, Take um, the dog out. I don't really know how to make the, the argument without the dog. Without the dog, yeah, no. Let's do- say you had a key. Let's say you had a really annoying tortoise. No, wait. Okay, it's really not going to work. No, Mr. Bentley, rest in peace. Oh, now I'm going to get bummed out. I know. I'm sorry. I'm okay. taking this down a notch. Taking it down. But but what my my thought was, and it was very true. Was I was I was really thinking about my relationship and the fact that my fiance is just a very nice person. She's very sweet. She's probably the most genuine. And most beautiful person you know, and that's why you're you're attracted to her. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's and I what, thought that's what it is. How rare is that that one gets to meet somebody as as nice and wonderful and home like feeling and all that? And that's something that's not something that should be feared. Like lots of people, oh my god, to get married, man, you're not gonna be able to like you know the, you're not gonna be able to like fuck a new chick every night. Like who was fucking a new chick every night anyway? I'd right. like to know who this man is. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's uh. There's that great myth about being single. Yeah. And the second you're single, you realize that that ain't happening. That's not happening to anyone. Yeah, that's not really... If, yeah. I'm not chiming in. It doesn't <laughs> happen to me. <laughs> it's, it's Except maybe Jersey. Maybe if you're in Jersey, I guess that might happen. Or like if you're you on the real on, world. If you live on the shore. Yeah. Right. Awesome. And, and, you know, it's a thing about going, wow, no, this is cool, actually, dedicating your life to somebody and all that. And, and then I was also th- I was thinking about my life in general. No, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. You've been together with her how long? Uh, we than- we met in 99 and then we dated for like two years and we broke up for like a year and a half then we dated for like four years and then we broke up I don't up want like the timeline yeah. how many years like four, I noticed five to seven 99 and three and a half of those we weren't together five of the seven and that's where all the good women stories come on this show <laughs> this break up times but I'm saying you not, got you not got- good women no but good women stories good women stories <laughs> yes <laughs> very big difference good call but uh, I'm saying you guys are legally you know aren't you married I mean it's it's, they got. I mean, they have to be living together for that long. Really? Is that what that's, it is? That's how it works, yeah. Well, yeah. you have been communal for a few years now. Yeah, we moved, moved in together in 08. I mean, Him the and law, Oscar got close. The law, <laughs> yeah, Oscar almost made it. The law just bequeaths them, you know. Don't the, say queef on my radio show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's actually, yeah. It's not in every state. Like, a lot of states don't have it. It's like Arizona and like New Mexico and uh, states where there's no one actually living there. Hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, those are the states that do it. States that don't uh, uh, honor Dr. Martin Luther King. <laughs> Subscribe to that theory. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that that was my thought. And then it was also the thought of, um, the. I felt bad as somebody that initially thought to myself, 
oh, I don't want to talk about getting married because it's not like the hip and cool thing to talk about on a podcast. And the thought, the we, that weird thought where you think you're old enough to the point where you're going to alienate listeners by talking to them about the more important, responsible, kind of heartfelt parts of your life that that in some way was weak or whatever. Like, you don't like it when you're, fi- like, when, when you, you have a rock band you like and they get married. Like, everybody's like, Billy Joel made shit music after he met Christy Brinkley. True. Is that what the kids are saying? True. The young kids are oh, saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, he's worried about alien, alienating people and then he's talking um, about that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Exactly. I don't want to sound old, but I don't Billy Joel... I want to sound old. Billy Joel really <laughs> fell off when he married that bitch. <laughs> when Al Jolson was on his third wife... Bing Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it. Okay, well, you know. Well, so that, I don't know. That was my thoughts on um, the whole getting married thing. Any uh, thoughts after uh, 50 shows? Uh, anybody? Uh, Buck, what's one moment sitting here in the garage that stands mm-hmm. out for you after uh, all the 50 shows we've done? Anything in particular you really remember as being uh, noteworthy? Oh, yes. So, so uh, the plethora... Of pinata of memories, yes. It's it's been a long year. It's been fun. I just remember just a lot of times into one, you know, because you know you 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 do a little of that, you lose a little up here, you know, you lose a little yeah. memory, you lose a little memory. So um, it's mainly just uh, having all the different people sit right there. Not that you're not important <laughs> sitting right there, Ellie, but having a lot of people, you know, working with different people, yeah. all the all the co-hosts. I remember being so cold in here once that I was clutching this thing for warmth. <laughs> oh, the uh, that was a big one. We have a lava lamp we keep on the table for all the every show we turn the lava lamp on. We did a lot of shows where it was just really shitty as far as like weather and like a lot of conditions and like when you listen to a show you don't hear, you know, any of that. Yeah. And you know, a lot of things where I'm just like, can we hear that that lawnmower that's, you know, right next door? No, we're fine. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. But yeah, that's that's part of why I like doing this show so much. And uh, you know, it's just been a real fun year doing it. Yeah, uh, Elliot. Uh, I just remember when we started doing it, and we did the original intros, and we were just kind of setting everything up. Yeah. And uh, how everyone could hear me around the block when I first let out that first <laughs> far out. <laughs> And Sarah was in the other room. Sarah was inside the house. We're the grudge. Jesus Christ, what are you guys doing in there? And Elliot was just, Jesus Christ. <laughs> she came Crikey. out like She came out like that. Huh? Take a rip at me, shitter. Yeah, just letting it fly. I remember uh, f- I remember the first show we were supposed to do. This was, The funny thing is why we're saying year, because the first show we were supposed to record was a year ago. It just didn't get recorded. <laughs> I remember Buck and I, we got all ready for the first show, and we like called John. Everything was set up. We get ready. Buck shows up. And we're sitting here for an hour going, uh, where's John? Yeah. And we called John. No answer. <laughs> and John just didn't show up. And then I called him three days later. I'm like, John, what happened? Oh, we were recording. <laughs> yeah, John. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> It's so that felt good, yeah. That felt good. The show kept getting kicked down. Foreshadowing. <laughs> it got kicked down another six weeks, another yeah. seven weeks, until eventually we came out with the show. But I remember, you know, just mornings waking up doing the shows with John, waking up in the morning and doing it. And then I remember many nights slaving away with uh, Elliot doing the production stuff sitting in the garage. I remember the night when we had something we had to get done that night because I had to go on the show for the next day. And we're working on it, and then suddenly, like, the computer went down 
uh, one of the programs and that caved and we had to go reboot everything and reload and reboot leg <laughs> the audio <laughs> recording program. $400, hell no! <laughs> and uh, doing all that or um, the time when I knocked out all the power in the room because I turned, on, turned the, on the the leaf blower, the leaf blower in the garage. <laughs> yeah, that was a smart move. And then the recording this will be stopped. Cool. All the lights went out in the garage. Like, oh shit! I hope I didn't break all the equipment. <laughs> Meeting up with a Russian guy in a parking lot in Seal Beach to pick up the microphones because I wouldn't pay full price. <laughs> wow. Uh, two thousand, y'all. Uh, uh. Wait, why are we rapping? Uh, uh, just, just go with it, man. Just far out, y'all. Well, it's been a good year. We made some really good shows. Like the Far Out Full Roman Diary episodes. But I gotta admit that a few had no jokes. Redneck Jeopardy and how to sell your soul. I'm sorry for the parody of 2001. It lost us more listeners than Todd's impressions. Well, I gotta admit that we hit a few snares. Remember the show when AJ slept in his chair? Hosts like 17 in. I almost quit and joined low budget FM. But we fought our way back and stepped up our game. I did the show sober and who knew? It wasn't lame. Season one done, what the hell did we say? MJ's still alive, Fire Island's still gay. Ego sex is sexy, polygamy's fun. Unless you got a third wife named Meg Whitmer. of Far Out Season 1 and it feels like the show had just begun but we're gonna be back so now just don't cry we'll be back with more shows on 4th of July so for Buck, Oscar Elliott and Adam Albright Molly Hug that's all and to all a good night and uh, but yeah so I'm looking forward to um, doing another season and coming up with a whole bunch of new ideas scrapping some old shit and uh, getting on with new stuff um, so if any listeners out there have um, any comments on direction going forward with the show stuff you like stuff you don't like be sure to email us at show at faroutpodcast.com so now I'd like to uh, turn the show over you can go to uh, show number two and hear uh, Giovanni thank you guys thank you thank you thank you and we'll be back in July yeah.